welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. Matthew writes, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We continue this new, relatively new year. Uh, reading from major portions of Matthew's Gospel. Remember last year we uh, traveled with Luke, uh, and this year it will be Matthew. Matthew's audience, when he was writing, was the early church of the Jewish community, whereas Luke, when he wrote, was appealing to non-Jews or Gentiles. And so Matthew often draws upon uh, the words of prophecy, and a shared understanding that the Jewish community had and gave light then into ways that Jesus fulfilled the prophets, whereas Luke brought the gospel to those who had no background. And it's important that we kind of keep those two uh, positions in mind, both Matthew and Luke having drawn deeply from Mark's original or earliest gospel. Mark gives us uh, no early stories of the life of Christ, no birth, uh, no uh, being left behind in Jerusalem. Mark begins with the baptism of Jesus, and here today Matthew picks up, having given us the epiphany story before, as Luke did the birth story, uh, they come together, they converge now at the beginning of the public ministry of Jesus, his baptism at the Jordan River. That said, living where we live and being who we are. I'm sure in the congregation today there are no uh, uh, few country western music fans. Okay, Uh, Even if country music isn't your thing, living where we live, you're familiar with artists such as Garth Brooks. And if you're familiar at all with, uh, with him, Probably you're familiar with his uh, signature song, uh, I've Got Friends in Friends in Low Places. Huh? 
It's best known for that signature refrain, I've got friends in low places, in his deep voice. I was surprised when I realized that the song, Friends in Low Places, was released 30 years ago in 1990. (laughs) Do you feel old yet? (laughs) I remember when it was top of the charts. And I remember that I used its lyrics once before, 30 years ago, in a sermon observing that Jesus appeared to begin his public ministry. He appeared from among the people to John the Baptist as he was fulfilling his ministry on the banks of the Jordan there. Jesus did not come from on high, okay? He did not descend from Mount Olympus. He did not appear from on high like a Roman or a Greek god. Jesus' ministry began on the banks of the Jordan River where John was baptizing to and among and for the people. While the venue, if you know that song, the venue for the song Friends in Low Places is a champagne-fueled black tie affair, the song lyrics actually arose from a much more pedestrian event that took place in Nashville, Tennessee, at a diner. It seems the song's author realized, after having eaten at the diner, eaten his meal, that he had forgotten his money. He didn't have any money, and this amused his friend with whom he was eating. And his dining partner asked, as if to poke fun at him, how are you going to pay for your meal? Songwriter Earl Bud Lee replied, Well, don't worry. I've got friends in low places. I know the cook. Well, 30 years have gone fast. Let's look again at Matthew's words. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Do you come to me? But Jesus answered, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Have you noticed that Virtually every point in the New Testament's unfolding salvation story, God chose, God chose the lowly and the improbable over the high and the mighty. That's important. God chose the lowly, the improbable over the high and mighty. Even John the Baptist was born into Zechariah's priestly family, while Jesus, well, his family, they were just carpenters. And Jesus' disciples, as he gathered and called them, they were just as common and ordinary as he was. Being, of course, a fisherman, and even worse, tax collector. Tax collectors were little more than extortionists in their day. And this collectively appalled some of the Pharisees. Jesus' disciples were peri- was periodically caught by the Pharisees as they watched 
and the Sadducees and the scribes as they watched and caught them eating with unwashed hands and violating other, the many Sabbath regulations. Jesus was known to have talked to unrelated females, some of whom had very questionable, dubious reputations. This at a time when the rules were the law, or the law was the rules. Jesus and his followers were at best suspect, disruptive. Consider for a moment the sheer humility that we have already considered together collectively this church year. The humility of Jesus' life, his ministry that we now touch upon, from the annunciation of his birth to a manger bed in a stable, to the crowded banks today of the Jordan River, and now on and on into the three years that follow, the roots of the Christian faith lie deep, deep in the mighty God who appeared not in exaltation of self, but in humility to save his people from their sin. Who, as, God, as Paul, himself highly educated, would later write about Jesus to the Philippians, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave being born in human likeness and being found in human form, humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus of Nazareth appeared among his friends in low places. And he was beloved by the Father for so doing. That's instructive into who this Jesus we worship is. Like the songwriter's lyrics where Garth Brooks would later sing, We Know the Cook. Linking Jesus and the Father are the words, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Indeed, it was part of Jesus' lack of status, his unpretentiousness, and his lack of letters that led some of the scribes and some of the Pharisees simply to dismiss and to reject Jesus out of hand, for they lived in a very status-conscious culture, and Jesus, in their estimation, simply didn't have what it takes. Once, a number of years ago, during a conversation I was having with a young woman who had just recently graduated from MIT, that MIT, the recent graduate of that prestigious school was sharing with me her disappointment, indeed her sadness, because she had been informed she had not been accepted into the nearby Harvard Medical School for her education into medicine. The young woman had, however, been accepted into the medical school at the Ohio State University. And as we talked about her feelings on this and her, her emotions, her disappointment, 
I inquired as to why she wouldn't be a doctor at all. And to distill it down, her answer was essentially to help people. And so I asked if she thought that her medical education, if not at Harvard, would keep her, prevent her from that goal? No, was her measured response. And I pointed out to her that her patients would little care, nor even know where she went to medical school. What they would care about and what they would know is whether or not she could help them and whether or not in that I-thou relationship of doctor and patient, they sensed that she cared about them. I suggested that only other doctors who probably graduated from Harvard would likely be impressed if her medical diploma read Harvard Medical School. The Apostle Paul was himself highly educated, a Pharisee. Indeed, he describes himself as a Pharisee of the Pharisees. And yet it was Paul who was quick to see through the facade of status and power that he shared and that preoccupied the Pharisees and their illusion that some people were worth more than others. Paul saw through that. Paul saw that what God was doing through the humble Jesus and it very much influenced his letter to the Corinthians where the apostle wrote to them, consider your own call. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. Or if you will, having just come through the Christmas season, consider the Lord's Mother's insight and recognition into God, God's regard for the humble, when visiting Elizabeth, she said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And to his descendants forever, by faith, 
we have become the children of Abraham. Not by birthright, like Paul or the Jews, but by faith alone. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we have become treasured by God because of who we are. Let's be honest. None of us here gathered, and none of you listening on the radio, are going to be long remembered, for none of us are famous or important on any kind of grand scale, are we? But each of us, each of us are important and of inestimable worth to God. We are. You are. We are the Lord's friends in low places. And we know the cook. That we cannot pay or repay. That we pass this way in humility and live our simple lives matters not at all. Not one bit. For you see, the good news is that we are called to be at peace with ourselves. We are called to be at peace with one another. And most importantly, we are called to be at peace with God through the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. What was needful? He provided. What was owed? He paid. Paid so that we might eat. Not at a Nashville diner, but that we might feast at the table of the Lord forever. With our sins forgiven, our place is assured. For you see, it did please God to have friends in low places. And besides that, never forget, we know the cook. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.